What up, everybody? This is another episode of the Black Pill Podcast. I am your host, OBJ, and Smarin. We have Jordy Foster. How you doing? My other co-host? Savannah Lee. Hey, guys. And today's Black Pill topic is Black Sisterhood. And for this topic, we have a special guest here tonight. Why don't you introduce yourself? All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for welcoming me into your wonderful space. Uh, my name is Vanicia Carswell. I am based in Brooklyn, New York. And hey. yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit more about you uh, as far as what you do. Give us like a little elevator pitch. Got it, got it. So I consider myself as a creative educator. Um, I primarily do photography and I'm really passionate about just helping people live more fulfilling lives through visual storytelling. Um, yeah, that's like my ultimate goal. So everything I do, I really try to, you know, just bring out the best in people, um, you know, teach them how to be resourceful in order to live the best life that they can. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to dive into it. Um, I think for this topic, you know, it's Women's History Month. So I think, you know, I want to kind of like highlight that as far as like Black sisterhood, you know, I'm trying to just bring it into circle. So um, and just how how it has the meaning of it has trans- transitioned into today's society, and you know just to have y'all thoughts and opinions on that. But um, I guess to start the question is, what does Black Sisterhood mean for y'all? Especially how you know the way that the world has been operating. You know, with, you know, so many things going on. What do you feel that Black Black Sisterhood means to y'all? So I'll start off with my uh, special guest, of course. All right. So what does Black sisterhood mean to me? It's interesting. I feel like this is something that you kind of have in the back of your mind, but I don't know if I've ever like vocalized it. So um, I don't know. The first thing that came to mind is like strength. I feel like, you know, just growing up, um, just being a Black woman, um, I feel like I've had to, you know, try extra hard to like stand out in the bunch. you know, it's kind of just, so I feel like as a black woman, you know, strength comes to mind. And I feel like that's something that I'm able to connect with on, you know, when I am in the midst or the presence of other black women, um, I think we see, we see that in each other. And that's something that really brings us together. And we're able to, you know, build each other up um, more easily than others, I believe because of that mutual like strength that we see in each other. Um, yeah, so that those are my initial thoughts. Okay, go. Um, Savannah, what's your thoughts as far as like Black sisterhood today? Um, I agree 100%. For me today, the community aspect really stands out to me more so um, because I feel like right now, especially in a time where you know, the Black woman is finally paving her way and, you know, earning her right to be in certain spaces where we didn't have that same opportunity years ago. It's so important for us to just uplift one another and support each other through these times. Um, So, yeah, support for me is like the biggest thing that I think of when I think of Black sisterhood, especially like we, we don't have any room to... Um, stand against one another or to tear 
one another down, which unfortunately that that is something that we've been stereotyped to do and not saying that we don't see that. Of course we do. We see that in a lot of different communities, but Mm -hmm. for us, uh, it's so important to just support one another. That's dope. So strength and you know, support. Strength and support. Yeah, like um, I I think that's really interesting that that's the first two words that y'all thought about strength and then support. I'm sequentially. So it in your field, you know, Venetia, I I follow your Instagram. Like I love the um posts that you make. I love the photography work that you do and everything like that. Why why was strength the first thing that comes to your mind, and how do you like illustrate that or embody that? with um everything that you do. Because I think that's really interesting that strength is the first word that comes to mind. That's interesting. Um, hmm. I would say strength comes to mind because, you know, a lot of people, they, like, especially lately, I've gotten a lot of, like, just commentary and feedback from people that, you know, I personally am, like, a very joyful person. I you know, lift people up. I make them smile. You know, I've been getting this a lot more lately. And honestly, I'm able to do that because of my strength, because of my um, support system that I have. I feel like, especially during this times, um, I forgot to mention, but like, like black women, you know, have been like my biggest supporters and rooting for me during this time. And so, um, yeah, I, Wait, you said, what was the second part to your question about, like... How do you embody that? You know, because, like, um, like, I think it is true that, like, through your content, you do illustrate that. But I I guess really what I'm trying to understand really is where does it come from? Because I feel like the people that have been broken down a lot are able to demonstrate a lot of strength. You know, because nothing in life is really able to stand up that much without having to deal with their fair share of of problems, you know? Got it. Hmm. Okay, it's a little bit more clear now. So just going back then to childhood, um, (laughs) I I didn't realize till recently, but I think I get a lot of strength from, like, again, Black women in my family, but like my mom and my... Mm -hmm. My grandmother, um, my mom went through a lot at a, you know, young age. I'm, I'm the oldest of, you know, her four kids. And she had me when I straight out of high school, pretty young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just seeing her, you know, raise all these kids in her 20s. She had all four kids in her 20s. And then just going through, you know, a lot of, um, you know, just personal tribulations. Um, I think I subconsciously, like, kind of just learned how to be strong from her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I feel like I was raised in a, you know, a tight-knit family. You know, we always had each other's back. And so, like, I didn't really view getting through life as something that was, like, impossible necessarily. I feel like, um, you know, I always felt like there was going to be a way to do things. So like, that's like my perspective, you know, as I navigate through life is like, you know, this, this is going to have, I'm going to make it work. Like that was like my thing. Like I'm going to make it work. Um, even mm-hmm. down to the silliest things, like in college, for instance, like 
you know, I didn't have the flashiest wardrobe or whatever. I was like, I'm gonna make this look good. Like my friends will okay. come that. But like, no, I'm gonna make it look good. I'm gonna make it work because, you know, I have that strong, you know, family um background and you know, they really built me up and gave me opportunities to just do whatever I wanted. Like I was involved in so many extracurriculars growing up. So like I I knew like the possibilities were endless. So I try not to let anything bring me down because of, you know, I, I know there's so much out there. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think my, like, because of my upbringing, like I really have a gift for like connecting with people. And I think when it's all said and done, like, you know, if your character, you know, stands out, I feel like, and so I always try to lead with like my character. So that's how I feel like I'm able to, you know, just overcome things. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, because uh, like I think about it all the time. I think about like all of us as creators, you know, like the, like the ones among us who create the most beautiful art yeah. have a lot of pain or challenges behind that, you know, and I, and it's really easy to overlook, but yeah. this is like a part of my part-time anthropological study <laughs> where I'm like really, really trying to figure out what people's chapter one is. You, you know, because chapter one has a lot to do with chapter wherever you're at right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that just to kind of like kind of put a correlation to that, um, you know, you know, you said that you know a lot of strength comes from you, like your family, so you have that really strong bond. You know, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of, I guess, sisters or, or Black women who grew up don't really have that much of a strong connection or strong bond. And they kind of look at, you know, media outlets or other things to kind of be their source of, like, what bond means or how it is to grow up among other sisters. So my next question is, how does the, how has the media outlet today has shaped, you know, uh, relationships with Black women, you know, you see a lot of, like, reality shows, you see a lot of TV dramas, you know, all these kind of, like, dysfunctions and problems, you know, did, what was your thoughts looking at those things and kind of, like, you know, how does it, has it impacted a lot of, you know, Black women and Black girls in today's society? Like, the real housewives? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the real housewives, or is it all these housewives of Atlanta, New York, and there's all over the place? So, like, you know, I, I'm kind of just curious to know that thoughts if you've seen that kind of like dysfunctionality and, you know, um, yeah, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's interesting because my career started off in media. Um, oh, I have. Yes, but you studied journalism. Yes, I studied journalism. <laughs> okay, do your homework. I studied journalism. Um, uh, and it's interesting. Like, I guess we'll get into this later about like how I approach like storytelling and um, portraying, you know, our community. Mm -hmm. and, um, I, like, honestly, I was an oddball too. I honestly didn't watch too much TV. I don't know nothing about these reality shows. Oh. No, like, <laughs> yeah, so I can't speak firsthand, but obviously, you know, in general, like I hear the news, I see things on social media, things like mm -hmm. that. And, um, I, you know, obviously initially there wasn't a lot of representation and then the representation that there was, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't necessary. It was always portrayed like, you know, in a way that is like stereotypical and, you know, didn't really come mm -hmm. from like how, like the beautiful range that we are as black women. 
Um, but I definitely believe that has improved. Um, there's still more work to do, obviously, but I think the um, golden thing in this is that a lot of Black women and creators are taking it upon themselves to create their own platforms and show the world for themselves, like who they are. Like they're competing with media now, like big media now. So, um, you know, it's, it's like a even, you know, play, you know, playing field now. It's like media, you know, big media can't really control everything because of how much access we have now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, they're losing like, their market share. I love it. But you know, look what I got going on here, you know, or whatever. So um mm-hmm. I think I think we have a, we we have a lot of things that we can leverage now to kind of combat, you know, what the media says or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so so Diana, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I mean I love how you brought up uh the fact that there's um, you know, black women creators who are creating platforms for themselves now because there there was no space for us in television and when we were depicted in television it was the the not so good parts mm-hmm. um which has been mm-hmm. strategically done of course but so I was one of those girls who didn't necessarily come from a strong supportive um female upbringing and mm-hmm. so I did look to the media for you know, just certain examples or like, even as I'm going through life, like how do I deal with this situation or what's happening with me just to gain some some insight and some understanding to help guide me. And it's crazy, but like one of the platforms that I turned to was YouTube. So like when I was in high school, I was literally watching makeup tutorials all day, every day, not necessarily because I was one of those girls who felt so ugly. And I was just like, I want to learn how to do makeup so I can feel beautiful. But it would be the chit chat, get ready with me videos where they're talking about the story times, right? The story times. Yeah, like everything. And I loved it so much because obviously I gravitated towards, you know, creators that looked like me. Yeah. Um, But, and so it was very relatable. And so now I'm learning like different things about life that I wasn't receiving from home. And so I just love the space that we've been able to create on these platforms. And in a sense, yes, we are, we are competing with, with media big media television yeah, whatever <laughs> it's all the same now <laughs> yeah you know like it, it, it like really is the same and that's why like i'm really uh, i'm a real big advocate for people sharing their story because like a lot of the times we feel like our stories are not valuable when in fact there's one person that's paying attention to what you're doing that's that's looking for you to keep doing what you're doing. And we really overlook that, you know, um, I, my bad, my education background is in computer science, but I don't do anything related to that because sub, subconsciously there's a need that I have to portray the diverse things that black people do, you know? And, and, and as you mentioned that earlier, Benicia, like I was thinking, of like representation, 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 and the need for positive representation, you know, because look, like we have to keep life real. Like there are certain things that, you know, like they're negative sides, there's still people that's poor, there's still crime, there's still, you know, like the other negative negative things that we don't need to mention, but like, how has that influence you with your upbringing, with your, approach to creativity and everything like that like how has your thoughts on 
appropriate or more appropriate forms of representation for Black women influence how you approach your day-to-day life or career or dreams? I love that question. Okay, yeah, I'm going to need need a rephrase for me again so I can, because that was a lot. I was trying to follow you. I think I can help you out. Break it down, break it down. So basically, like, you know, uh, you see a lot of negative things happening. It's like you can't, you can't like turn a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming from your background, it's coming from your upbringing, you know, having such a, a positive and then, you know, strong, you know, family dynamic, you know, how would you navigate in life when you kind of came across those kind of pathways or those kind of things that kind of segue into your pathways? It's like, hey, like, you know, you see it or maybe you haven't encountered it. And how did you kind of like, what was it like your solution of combating those things or kind of like maybe turning it around or just kind of like navigating better in life so that you can still have a better, joyful, strong, you know, positive mindset to like uplift your sister? You asked my question better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically through your work, I want to know that, that aspect. That's so interesting because I remember going to like a portfolio review and like I was showing all of these, you know, positive things and people smiling and all this stuff. And they were like, you need to show the bad side too. Like, wow. like you know, but you know, but they, they had a great point though. And I'll tell you the effect on it on me later. But like their point was like, in order to really understand the resilience and the joy where it came from, you got to show where where it started from, like, what was that struggle that yes. you know, propelled this joy? Like that, that makes it much more meaningful. And yeah. so I, um, you know, while I still try to cater like my channels or whatever I'm presenting, you know, to be a little bit more joyful or happy, you know, I, I try to give a little bit insight sometimes, you know, whether like for Instagram, for example, like, you know, in my captions, like maybe share like something a little bit more intimate behind, you know, the image or whatever. Um, and I try to just be a little bit more like accepting of the struggle. Um, is nothing wrong with it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. You know, obviously we all, you know, go through struggles. And struggling. Yeah, exactly. And I think like I said, based on that feedback that I got, it's like, it's okay to share that, but what is your end goal? Like, because of this bad thing, This is how Mm -hmm. I do this, you know, so I try to um, be a little bit more balanced with like sharing, you know, the struggle and, you know, but ultimately, you know, the joy, like that's what I want people to get from, you know, my work or whatever. So I'm still working on it though. Like sometimes I feel weird about, you know, sharing, you know, the negative things or whatever, but because there's other people out there sharing that, like why I got to share it too. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you see, that was what I said earlier, though. Yeah, no, it's so valuable. It's so important for you to share. Yeah. You never know who you're reaching. You never know how your story could be different from theirs. You know? Yeah, and there are a lot of things that I've experienced that I haven't really, you know, put out too much that I think would be helpful. But I'm slowly trying to get to the point. You know, trying yeah. to see the right time or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think that's that's a good kind of mindset to have because, yeah. like, you know, it is. you see a lot of times that negative t- negativity is kind of like the forefront of a, a lot of things. Negativity is loud. Yeah, it's just like it's like people often listen or watch that more often than positive stuff because, like, oh, it's positive. That's so boring. Blah blah. blah that's why the news. Yeah, 
dreams exist. Exactly. So like, you know, for you to kind of to have that message within the joy that you have, like the struggles, it's like, hey, I, I've been through promising things in life, but like I don't make that feel like an outcome or like I like you said, you don't dwell on it too long because you know, like you said, at the end of the that tunnel that or the angle is to kind of like how you can turn that around to make it more positive, more uplifting, you know. And I I feel like a lot of your content kind of embraces that as far as like, you know. Uh, the skits that you do, the dances that you do, even educating people, um, and you know, black women, or just people in general, you know, I think it's it's a kind of positive turnaround. I think the message coincides with you know, not just like the visuals or the image. The message is just as important as like, what you're seeing and what you're used to seeing, especially in the day to day life. Yeah, no, like I think that's a really good point because. Um, I still struggle with that too, like mm -hmm. really understanding like the value of my experience. But like when I look out to like other artists that I like, so like musical artists or, you know, like traditional artists, whether they painters, whether they, you know, like they do Latin, like whatever they do. I found that whenever, forget the art, on a human level, I've always found that when people are true to themselves, no matter what your background is, no matter how rich you are, no matter how poor you are, no matter what part of the world you come, when you're true to yourself, people are attracted to that. Yeah. And, and it's something that I'm still battling with in my head mm -hmm. because most of life really happens in your head. Like life is happening, but like in your head, like there's like a million things going on. I'm like, <laughs> but but like this story is important. Because your experience is your experience is your experience. So what I mean by that is that it happens to you and most of life, we share it with each other. You know, like most bad things, like, you know, like you broke a little bit, that happened to your family, and then all the other dark parts in between, like we share that because like it's a human thing. So like it, what I've realized is that there's a lot of, common stories that we all share as human beings where, you know, like we have the struggle and then we have to come up and then we have the rise and then we got the fall and then we like just keep going back. But like the thing that attracts people to people is their spin on the common story. Yeah, exactly. I think a narrative is really important part of this life. Uh, I think story just, I think, most, if not, you know, generally mm -hmm. speaking, I think a story should be told, whether you're a silent person and somebody else narrates that story for you, or you're the, you know, loud spoken or have the, the courage or strength to share that story so that other people could kind of like say, oh man, I've been through that. You know, uh, I know how it feels like, you know, or maybe I can learn something from, or maybe it's bringing me a different perspective that I didn't, I'm not so, not so used to seeing. So, um, I think that's also important, but uh, another question that I have for you is that, um, you know, usually with sisterhood, you know, they have like, uh, I guess it's called, you know, boys locker room kind of talk, and then you have your girls kind of talk, whatever. So how is it, how, you know? <laughs> oh, Lord. That, you know, girl language and girl, uh, girl coding is kind of just trans. I guess evolved over time because like, you know, when, you know, we guys, you know, we talk or whatever, we have our things about, you know, certain perspective or some women's or whatever that goes on in life, or we just joke a lot. 
you know, how much of that, you know, camaraderie, not being so as far as, I guess, I don't know what you call it, girl, like talk or whatever you want to call it, you know, you know, how much of that uh, have you been kind of like, how much of that has factored into your life as far as like having that kind of like girl downtime, you know, those girl trips and, you know, just seeing people, you know, you don't have to have go on flights or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But just having that like, you know, bonding time, like, you know, girl talk. That is huge for me. And it's actually become even more crucial now. Like I... Mm -hmm. I love talking on the phone with like my homegirls, even my little sisters now. Like mm -hmm. I have developed like a very close relationship with them. Um, I just think, I don't know, it just really fills you. I don't know what it is, but um, you know, talk about everything from business, from you know, relationships to, you know, just like I just I just feel like I want to talk to somebody. Let me just call you up. And I just think it really helps fuel me, um, keeps me going and, um, helps keep me in check. Like I've just been so amazed at like a lot of the conversations I have with my friends lately at this stage in my life. Um, you know, just like, I'm just realizing how necessary it is. Like you really can't live. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't <laughs> live life alone. You really shouldn't like, yeah, facts. Like we were meant to be in community with other people. And mm -hmm. so I'm just realizing like the gift that that is, you know, to have, you know, sisters and, you know, homegirls to call up, you know, whenever. And it's, it's just like family. Um, and I, you know, as I get older, like I hold that, you know, more dear to my heart. Um, but yeah, like I, I went through a really rough patch, like, you know, at the end of the last year and like I had never been in that, you know, position before. I don't know if it was depression or what, but, you know, it could have been, I don't know. I've never felt that way. Like, you know, and I, I shocked, it was surprised me. I was just like, who is this person? Like I literally had no energy to do anything like crying every day, just didn't want to get out of bed, not eating. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, all right. So to kind of close out with this last question is that, um, this kind of segment what I like to call um, a dose of reality. So it's kind of like helping people who are stuck in sort of their delusions, but relating to this topic is about Black sisterhood. So people who are like in this delusion or whatever about how sisterhood is portrayed, you know, you know, with the factors of social media, media outlets and everything like that, having like a negative spin of like, you know, how sisterhood should, should be. Um, what advice or dose of reality, I should say, would you give to like black sisters out there that are like kind of struggling, you know, finding that, you know, positive or good loving relationship with other sisters that, you know, that could build with, you know, that could grow with and take accountability with each other? I would say keep looking. Honestly, like, you know, everybody isn't going to be your cup of tea. Um, yeah. But there's always somebody out there who, will welcome you. Um, and there's people who've likely been in your place before. Um, yeah, and I would say maybe just leverage your own strengths until you're able to find, you know, your community. Um, because, okay, <laughs> a lot of times we don't lean on ourselves enough. And I think yeah. um, we should start seeing ourselves 
as someone we can lean on. And then I think, you know, just couple that with, you know, the community once we do find, you know, that place. Mm, okay, okay. And uh, Savannah kind of calls out, what would be your dose of realities for like the sisters out there and the black women who are just trying to like find and belonging or a common place among other sisters? So I would say love yourself first unconditionally. Embrace your journey, embrace the things that you've been through, the pain, embrace that. Because once you start to find peace in those experiences and you start to just love yourself, then you can love others. And so that's how you can, you know, just extend that that compassion and that support. Like I said, that motivation, that uplifting spirit with other women. And and that's what matters. So <laughs> Yes, love yourself. There you go. Jody, any final thoughts for the sisters out there? Um, for, for me, um, I, I'm not going to give any advice, but what, what I'd say is we are in the greatest time to, con- you don't have to be a thought leader, but we are in the greatest time to contribute your thoughts and perspectives to the world. And it is a paramount importance for all of us to do that in our own unique ways, whether it's writing, whether it's a nice little skit, whether whether it's a beautiful photo, a beautiful, a beautifully composed song, or even just a little space like this, the power of you to impact one person, forget the 10,000, just one person, like just focus on one person, like even if it's your mom listening, you know, just Share the truth about you, and I believe that that plays out in a ten to twenty year period because all of this stuff has just started. So, share like please share your story in whatever way you are comfortable with, because that's how you'll be able to break through and achieve your wildest dreams. I, I love that. Do you mind if I add? Um, that just reminds me of like something that I had to learn. You know on the way is like speaking up um, in any way, even if it's through words, if it's through your art or whatever it may be, because somebody's gonna hear you, um, somebody's gonna see you. So, yes? Oh. <laughs> I was just saying one person, like two, yeah, one yes. person. Seriously, but that's something I had to realize, like, you know, people are out there looking for you, just, just share it. and even if it takes a centimeter a day, whatever, um, share it. Uh, somebody, somebody's looking for you. Somebody's looking to, you know, embrace you. So, yeah. Right. And if I could also add to that, yes, <laughs> your voice is so important. And I know a lot of us, we get caught up in the end goal. Like, so I'm going through all this rough stuff now and it's too ugly to share. But one day when I reach my pinnacle then that's when I can talk about it no no talk about it as you're going through it and as Jordy said you know as you can because it's still a vulnerable space and exactly those things are touchy to talk about but if you can share those moments it could really change the world to be honest that's so good that's so good well I appreciate all y'all especially you know especially get on Nisia um, for being a part of this uh, podcast, you know yes. what I'm saying? Uh, 
practical topic, Black Sisterhood, you know, make sure that you follow us on social media at the Black Pill Society on RG. Our Twitter is the Black Pill HQ. You know, we also have a Patreon, so you get early access to this episode when it drops on Monday, and you get the full access, uh, which will be available, you know, on pretty much a lot of platforms on Friday. That'll be like the official release date so you can listen to the audio version. But if you want to see the visual, get early access on this money so you can check this episode out. You know, like I said, thank you all for everybody being a part of this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Being part of this experience. I hope y'all learned something about, you know, today, you know, Women's History Month, you know, uplifting on Black women, uplifting Black girls, you know, across the world and stuff like that. And yeah, so that will conclude our episode. And then, you know, you can follow me on social media. Uh, my IG is uh, and Twitter is the OBJ is T H E O B I J A Y and where they can follow you, Jordy. So when we get the editor, I'm gonna just make them edit it right here. It's, it's <laughs> you gotta be forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Jordy I T Z underscore J O R E I I. Yes, everywhere. And Savannah. And my social media handle is I I am Savannah Lee. All right, my IG and Twitter handles are my first and last name. That's at B as in Victor or Victory. Victory. B as O N E C I A C A R S W E L L. Hey, hey, so, uh, so, you know, I hope you join me. Make sure you share this to your friends, family. You know, share this to the sisters out there, man. Share this to the black sisters out there, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, anybody can listen to this, but it's mainly for, you know, women's sisters, all for the black girls and black women out there. So, yeah, that concludes the episode. I hope you enjoy and peace out. Thank you so much. <laughs>